call attention, ladies and gentlemen. We're now arriving in Detroit. Once again, this is Detroit Woodward Street Station. And thank you for riding Amtrak. Alrighty. So welcome to the Weisendell Weekly Wrap-Up, uh, where we talk about architecture, design, everything in between. Uh, we are still here in Detroit and uh, at the Wasserman Projects uh, here in Eastern Market and have a special guest with me this week. Go ahead, you can introduce yourself. Yeah, I'm Scott Klinker. Nice. I, I head the uh, 3D design program at Cranbrook and I have my own practice there. Nice. And how long have you been at uh, Cranbrook? Uh, I've been there since uh, 2001, so uh, nice. all, all, close Quite to 20 years. Yeah, <laughs> I know the place well. <laughs> there you go. And you said you've been in Detroit for 10 for for that amount of time too, right? Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. And then uh, were you always at Cranbrook, obviously? Uh, Where, since you moved here. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. I I was also uh, a student at at. Uh, Cranbrook back in the day so oh wow mid 90s I got my MFA there <laughs> okay nice and for those listeners out in uh, Chicago or elsewhere where what what is Cranbrook and can you describe the the school there yeah Cranbrook is a, a graduate arts school and uh, it's a community of, of artists there are um, about 150 students typically uh, in now 11 different disciplines across design, architecture, and the fine arts and crafts. So. Very nice. And you, you said it's the only MFA. Um, how, how about, what's the student makeup there? How many people, how many people are in attendance there, would you say? Well, it's uh, typically uh, 15 students per uh, department. Okay. Um, and, uh, well, all of the students uh, come in with a, a BA mm-hmm. in in um, some some yeah. other you know some, uh, usually the, the uh, same discipline that they're that they're studying. But for example, uh, in my program, we intentionally try to find interesting uh, hybrid, hybrid people who are who might be coming in from different uh, disciplines, kind of transitioning into design. Okay. So so we have we have a mix of of people in our program. Um, there's always a handful of uh, industrial design. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are trained as industrial designers, but then we have some craftspeople, some fine arts people, some mm-hmm. architects. Nice. It's, it's always a, a pretty nice mix in, in our program. Yeah, I know I was talking to Olga from uh, Design Corps the other day, and she's an adjunct, I mean, she's with uh, CCS, and we were talking about the makeup of the uh, students. Like, are, are a lot of students at Cranbrook who attend are they originally from Michigan, or are they kind of out from the uh, more national, international stage? Uh, I would say the latter. It's more national, um, international. international. I would we we occasionally get um, some Michiganders, but it's uh, our our outreach for uh, recruiting um, usually goes uh, national and both national and international. Nice. And in your personal practice, what what are you what do you practice? What are you into? Well, I'm I'm trained as an industrial designer. Okay. Um, but uh, I try to define design pretty broadly, and I I like to have kind of split my practice between um, uh, what I call industry projects and cultural projects. Mm-hmm. So the cultural projects are a little bit more on the experimental side, um, uh, or might be more sort of uh, formal investigations. Okay. 
um, formal studies, and then uh, I do uh, industry projects um, working. Uh, for example, right now, uh, my, my main uh, projects are with uh, a company called Landscape Forms, which nice. is, um, yeah. are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah, definitely some beautiful uh, outdoor furnishings as well. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. So, so a lot of my um, industry focus has been on the contract furniture market, and they are uh, an, an interesting uh, part of that. Yeah. Uh, also a great Michigan company. Yep. Uh, they em employ a lot of people in mm -hmm. Michigan. They are really design-driven. Um, mm -hmm. They've been a, a great um, partner for yeah. me. And so, uh, so for example, um, uh, well, last year we launched uh, a new set of um, sunshades. So they, they work mostly in metal. Okay. Um, so we, we, we did a, a series of three new sunshades. And then uh, for the past mm, year and a half, I've, I've been pretty intensely uh, in development with them on um, a new line of, uh, of or a system of seating for transit transit seating, transit, oh, wow. transit applications. Yeah. So it will involve um, transit benches yeah. and also there's uh, uh, some, some uh, bus shelter forms. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's, um, I, I love that whole context because it's, yeah. it is uh, there. It's for, a, it's a public context. And right. so it's not, it's not just designing things, you know, in a sort of consumer consumer context sure. it's, it's things that everybody can use and that, yeah. that really that really appeals to me yeah and the the first one you mentioned was cultural uh, projects what, what would you like what can you expand more on that what that means sure um, these are this is more the the uh, more experimental side of my, of my practice so uh, and this has always been my dream mm -hmm. in, in my own in my my own practice to to have to be able to practice in a way that would um, stretch beyond the like the purely commercial or professional right um, and so these are these are projects that give me a space to um, follow my own questions yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and so I think it's important for all designers to do that to have a space in their practice to to do that mm -hmm. and uh mm -hmm. i'm i'm lucky enough to uh to have that space um and so for example um i i just did a a big show at the beginning of this year actually right before covid hit um in um, downtown detroit in um a, a, a space called 1301 broadway which is this uh, a beautiful space that has has been lent to um, Cranbrook, and I was I was able to uh, use it for an installation of, um, well, the show was called Structures of Light. Okay, um, and I was experimenting with um, new LED neon and making these uh, basically these. Um, 3D structures out of uh, LED neon. Wow. Um, so I mean, you, uh, you could check it out on, on my uh, Instagram if yeah. you're if you're uh, interested. But yeah, definitely. I was, I was is, able. Is it still up or is it? No, no. It it, it but it ran for almost two months. So okay. and and it was a uh, the the space down there is interesting because it's street level and it it and it's um, the the gallery is glass on two sides and it's it's a corner. 
uh, a, a corner that's uh, so it's sort of like a a big uh, fishbowl on the corner and so gotcha. um, you see these um, glowing neon structures inside uh, yeah. from from a distance and uh, it it had a really nice presence we had a you know a beautiful fun opening there and so forth and so uh, oh I should I should also mention that um, in connection with that so that that was partly sponsored by um, Cranbrook okay. um, because I teach there but I I also uh, am represented by um, Playground Detroit, which is another um, gallery in town, and they they uh, co-sponsored that show, so helped in um, promoting it and yeah. um, and building an audience uh, for the opening, and mm -hmm. uh, we had a good time with it. That's awesome. So yeah, and the uh, hopping back to the landscape forum, uh, how how long have you had that relationship for? How to how has that like progressed or? I'm just interested more in the, um, yeah, I guess the relationship starter or how, do you, is it the typical process where you put together a book and they show them the portfolio or is it more of a uh, experience type of relationship? Yeah, I, I find these things, um, these relationships uh, usually happen a little bit more over time. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I show up at Neocon yeah, every yeah, year. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm. Uh, I I've done a number of um, self-initiated projects mm -hmm. that, like making prototypes, mm -hmm. uh, for the that are aimed towards the contract market, mm -hmm. um, but are not commissioned by anybody. It's more just me, sort of like showing my own my just own doing it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. My yeah. own my own ideas and and building it out um, as a as a. Uh, as a kind of calling card uh, yeah. to the to uh, all the big companies so I over time um, I've gotten to know a, a number of the the different um, design directors for some of the some of the, the big companies yeah. um, including uh, Herman Miller and and um, Steelcase Hayworth you know all yeah the, all the other Michigan uh, brands and for those of you who don't know Michigan yeah. is a lot of furniture manufacturers as well as uh, yeah. Indiana as well, which uh, I don't think a lot of people really realize that if you're not in engulfed in the industry, I think it's pretty interesting to note that as well. I, I do remember seeing a Cranbrook uh, booth at IC ICFF in New York. Yeah. Um, uh, can you explain a little bit more about that? How, how long have you guys been participating in ICFF? Uh, sure. Uh, we, we show up there every few years. Yeah. Uh, it's hard it's hard to do it every year. Yeah. Um, um, but we show up there every, every few years and, uh, we've been there, uh, um, probably about six, six times mm -hmm. since I've been at Cranbrook. Mm -hmm. And uh, is it only the industrial, uh, department that shows or is it a whole, is it the school as a whole? Um, no, usually it's, the 3D 3D design program because we're design. we're more focused on furniture and, and it's it's the furniture fair. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. It, make, it makes sense for us to to be there. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, we we showed there. Uh, well, not this past year because it was canceled, but the year yeah. the year before that. Yeah. And um, in fact, uh, some of the designers we're 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 sitting in Wasserman projects right mm -hmm. now mm -hmm. um, in the Never Normal show and. Uh, a number of the designers that were that are a part of of this uh, terrific show or, yeah. um, were showing with us in 
at uh, ICFF, ICFF in New yeah. York, um, and we got it. We got a best school award. So oh, nice! Was, congrats! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. There's always a comparison for ICFF and Neocon, and I, I would just like to get your point on, you know, what do you see as far as the differences and the approaches. I know that uh, obviously Neocon tries to have the seventh floor, which has a little bit more some sometimes conceptual things. But I mean, how? What is your point of view on that? Uh, mostly, I, I feel like they're slightly slightly different markets. That yeah. um, Neocon is is more workplace, mm-hmm. um, you know, workplace mm-hmm. contract focused, and mm-hmm. ICFF is a little bit more. A little more uh, broad and maybe more focused on residential too. Yeah, I mean, there's crossover. Sure, you know, th- those aren't yeah. absolute definitions, but yeah, but uh, that w- that would seem to be the main main yeah. distinction for me. Yeah, and and I just heard that Neocon was actually going to be moved to October next year. Hopefully. Yeah, I heard that. So that's uh, that'll be an interesting yeah, an interesting pl- ploy. Although I do like uh, it, it always rains at Neocon for some reason in like the beginning. It just like sprinkles, but uh, I miss Neocon. I'm an avid Neocon goer. Yeah. I know a lot of people think that, uh, you know, since we're in Chicago, we're in the market, that a lot of the uh, products will always be there, but that's always not true. You know, people bring in products and then they display them for Neocon and then take them back and uh-huh. take them on road trips or road shows, tour, if you will. Yeah. Um, but I, I definitely... Well, I love Neocon, definitely. And did you ever attend Neocon East when they had those as well, or they not, had other? Not too many. Not too many. Welcome. Gotcha. I, no, actually, I don't. I don't think I've ever attended that Neocon yeah. East. Any other uh, design shows? Since we're on that topic, any other design shows that you attend, whether it be Milan or? Uh, it's I, I. I would love to get to Milan every year, but unfortunately, it. I, annually, it falls on the same week as our degree show at Cranbrook, so that has uh. made it. Um, uh, technically very t- difficult for me to go, but I've, I've been, yeah, uh, yeah. I've been, but I, I can't uh, do it on a regular basis, yeah. which is too bad. Yeah. And then in speaking on that, you, you mentioned how COVID has changed the way classes are done or review is done and products are, excuse me, students projects are reviewed. How has that changed through COVID? You said you're going more towards the studios. Yeah, it's well. It's presented a lot of challenges, you know. Um, uh, so, for example, um, uh, this this week, our our governor um, uh, put in uh, put in place some some new rules where um, you know colleges have to go completely remote. Um, our situation is a little bit different because we don't have typical uh, a typical classroom situation. Our our programs are more um, studio focused, mm-hmm. and, and they're about making things. And so, our students can still um, be in the studios. They each have in individual uh, sort of dedicated spaces, um, so they can stay in their own space. Um, yeah, we've got barriers up uh, between them so that. For, for safety so they can continue to make things in their studio uh, we just can't meet as a whole as a group to review everything in person so we uh, typically you know the students would um, install something um, and then we would uh, in in our crit room for example and mm-hmm. then um, all everyone in our group would come and look at it individually take some photographs experience it gotcha. um, and then we would uh, regroup on Zoom to talk about it. So yeah. that's new, 
and uh and has you know presented presented new challenges but um but we're making it work Mm -hmm. you know uh, i i i give the the current students uh in the in the program a lot of credit for um for their patience yeah yeah and they're they're working hard so yeah we have uh this week the the most as far as the arts or the arts in general we have uh, an mca uh emerge group meeting tomorrow i believe it is but uh, yeah done all virtual trying to review the artwork uh all virtually and having the discussions virtually so it's definitely and i think for the foreseeable future for sure that's definitely how things are gonna be be business as usual that way so it's pretty interesting yeah this is gonna change everything don't you think yeah absolutely <laughs> and and will it change obviously the product design how, how has that has that affected your students now thinking or is it do you think it'll be more like kind of the next wave? I'm sure it's having an impact now on the way that students are designing. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there uh, are a a lot of new uh, spatial problems Mm -hmm. that we're all like as designers and architects, Mm -hmm. we're all dealing with um, new spatial problems uh, and, and what those mean. Um, And then I think there's a lot of new kind of uh, emotional territory that has to be navigated like mm-hmm. like what what does it mean to um, to have spaces that people feel safe in yeah so there's you know be- between the 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 science of it and <laughs> and the uh, and let's say the art of it <laughs> yeah yeah uh, there's I think there's a, a lot of new um, a lot of new territory territory to research right right yeah definitely and and I, I guess just commenting on the 3d aspect of it can you explain more about 3d meaning the uh, technical side of it like are you guys operating in different textures and materials that uh, are I guess newer if you if you will well um, we are defining 3D design pretty broadly mm-hmm. in our program, and okay. we um, we pride ourselves on that. And so, uh, but to to simplify that, I often describe our program as straddling um, industrial design and fine design. Okay. Uh, so industrial design is the more traditional idea of of design that's focused on mass production, and mm-hmm. and fine design is more about um, unique objects um, mm-hmm. that might find their way uh, into the the world of galleries. Uh, mm-hmm. For example, a, lo- a lot of the work in this sh- in this show, the Never Normal show, I think would fall into th- into that category. Mm-hmm. So um, it finds its way into the world of galleries, or you uh, you might describe it as collectible too. Okay. So uh, they become the more kind of sign- signature pieces that um, collectors might seek out um yeah. as as state to statements for their you know for their own homes mm-hmm. and a lot of times um interior designers too will be looking for those those uh statement pieces that yep. become um e- either a, a, an idea or an a, a kind of accent in a space mm-hmm. um that makes more of a statement yeah yeah and it, has there been uh, trends or like i would say the a most recent trend that i've seen in in kind of design recently is more the the uh recycle reuse i know that that's still a huge trend would you say that that's still on trend if you will 
Sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, there's uh, a lot of interest in, in recycling, but I, I would say um, uh, more broadly too, there's just a lot of interest in materials and processes. Yeah. And I think that's where a lot of the work um, in the show and a lot of the work in our, our program um, has a, has a real strength um, because the, the, the students in the, in the studio, um, well, you know, they, they understand like what are, what are the tried and true um, techniques and, and, and uh, processes, but they want to in, invent new forms. Mm -hmm. um, and the new forms can often come through new materials and processes. So uh, we're getting into some crazy stuff over there. You know? <laughs> that sounds awesome. No, it's very and, interesting. And, and it, it results in, in um, some sometimes some fairly radical uh, forms mm -hmm. uh, and a lot of them are are included in, in this show yeah um, but it's for me it's it's uh, ex it really exciting to to, uh, to to have the students really like mm, both kind of stretching the boundaries of the discipline you know maybe uh, and and testing the boundaries between design art and craft mm -hmm. um, and and um, really, like finding their own authentic voice at the same time. Sure. You know? So it's I think it's interesting on a in a sort of disciplinary uh, level, and then on a, on an individual level. And they are they're finding their own um, languages. You know, yeah. like kind of new new languages. Um, and but my point was uh, coming back to materials. A lot of it comes through inventing new ways of, of working with materials. Yeah. And, and at what point, and this is just a general kind of question, at what point does the, I guess, thought of production or the, whether mass production or small quantity production, uh, batch production, at what point does that come into a designer's head, a 3D designer's head or a product designer's head? Well, I let, uh, I, I encourage them to, um, name their own, name their own game, yeah, name <laughs> you their know, own quantity. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, yeah. kind of pick, pick their own context. And so, and so work that might, um, work that finds its way into mass production, um, has to deal with a lot of, uh, constraints in, yeah. in including the, the general idea of mass, which, uh, in a, in a way makes it, difficult to address any sort of specialness mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know things have to have to find a, a, a kind of median um, user right you right. know and so but on the collectible side there's much more space for experimentation and to make things really um, unique mm -hmm. and that's and in fact that's what people are looking for in collectible work mm -hmm. they want the, the more um, statement pieces and they're um, in a lot of cases they're willing to pay for it. So yeah. I've had uh, over the past ten to fifteen years, especially, we've seen that whole world of collectible design really ex expand. I mean, it, it started in the um, early or the mid aughts uh, with like Design Miami. Design Miami became really popular, and um, collectible design, you know. Really became a, a thing then, and I yeah. and I, I think it's it's only only um, expanded uh, since then. Did so you attend that, Design Miami last year, by chance? I, I was not there last year. Okay. 
gotcha. It, it was uh, it was interesting for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah I I've been there a number of times, and it's yeah, I find it it's always it's always pretty interesting. Yeah, like you yeah. see some crazy stuff. <laughs> um, but the uh, so on the on the fine design side, um, I think it's interesting too. Like looking at Detroit, there's um, a lot of and and there's a lot of support for fine design um, happening in Detroit. And uh, I think that's partly why we're s seeing a, a, a Detroit scene really, really kind of exploding now uh, because, because there's support. So there's support from places like Wasserman projects mm -hmm. here doing mm -hmm. a, a terrific show, like um, mm -hmm. the one that we're sitting in. Uh, but there are other, other galleries around too, um, Playground Detroit, yeah. um, Simone D'Souza Gallery, mm -hmm. um, Next Space Detroit, which is also specifically sp uh, focused on, on uh, design. Mm -hmm. uh, and they are um, representing uh, a, a couple of my recent grads now too. So it's, uh, and in addition to, you know, uh, um, other cities too. There's like volume, uh, volume yeah. gallery in um, Chicago, mm -hmm. and um, you know the, some of the bigger New York galleries like um, Friedman Benda and um, Salon Ninety Four. And actually, at at this point, I have I have um, former students who are represented by all of those uh, galleries. Nice. So they are. Um, making a go of it you yeah. know they're they're finding a way to do to to um build a studio practice mm -hmm. and do it their own way and they're getting you know they're they're finding support from these galleries to um to sell their work and to help help them with um, commissions yeah. and they are they're they're finding a way to to um to make it work and if you told me that 20 years ago i might I probably wouldn't believe it. <laughs> so it's yeah. a, it seems like uh, a, a viable model of yeah. practice now that is not only, um, is not only focused on, uh, you know, professional design or, or commercial design, but mm -hmm. is, is allowing, it's kind of creating a space for more um, authorship where these, mm -hmm. where these young designers can operate in a, in a way that that's, kind of in between being being um, an artist and, and being a designer. Mm -hmm. And do you think there, w there was a shift time? Do you think there was a point or what do you think that tipping point was, if, if anything? Or do you think it was just a gradual now towards the fine uh, art stance, I guess? Well, I think, I think there's that moment in the early aughts when, when um, collectible design really started to take off and it probably had something to do with some famous object you know going yeah, for a lot sure. of auction like it, <laughs> um, Mark yeah. Newsons it was Mark Newsons Lockheed Lounge yeah you know, you know that that famous like biomorphic um, mm -hmm. metal shiny biomorphic metal lounge <laughs> lounge that he did and that and I think it it went at auction for you know a couple million dollars and and then all of a sudden um, more galleries were, were paying attention to um, design, um, and the and the way that design can can um, uh, connect with um, interior design too. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, th I think probably you know from what I've seen with Design Miami, um, and for anyone who who's not a, uh, 
who doesn't know Design Miami? It it, it is the um, probably the the premier American show focused on collectible design, mm-hmm. um, and my sense is that um, a lot of that audience is interior designers. Yeah, definitely. I know it's definitely been strong. And I just wanted to ask on the that's great that a lot of the graduates have gotten representation as far as gallery representation and in as part of Cranbrook or you yourself does. I guess the coaching or the benchmarking regarding the uh, contracts or agreements, is that something that is like, because I, I know every gallery is different, right? And every contract is going to be different based on the product, based on the the agreement between the artist and the gallery. But is that something that uh, obviously students are helped coach through? You know, I I have to admit, I wish I, I um, could do better with yeah. that yeah. Um, because I am not like my practice uh, leans more towards uh, the industrial design yeah. side, um, and uh, you know, generally the um, designers are are operating on, on similar terms as uh, fine artists yeah. with with these galleries, which has a certain you know. Yeah. A, a certain it's a certain equation um, which <laughs> mm-hmm. is pretty similar to um, uh, as if they were they were making um, artwork mm-hmm. um, I so uh, that's a general it's yeah. a general you know a general benchmark but um, I, I can probably probably be a little more helpful with my students on the um, <laughs> in, with say industrial design contracts which I sure. yeah I I share templates with them, yeah. uh, my own template with them, and yeah. and things, and and try to um, if they're interested in that um, side of practice, mm-hmm. I try to help them navigate um, the, the the challenges of it because the licensing design is oh, yeah. is no no piece of cake oh, either. Yeah. No, I know, and and I went to school for interior design at Harrington in Chicago, and. I'm sure I was taught a lot of things that I don't really remember, but uh, I, I don't specifically remember the contract writing or the proposal writing or fees, things of that nature um, regarding projects, but then also on the um, product design, whether it's wall coverings that designers make or textiles that a designer makes, like understanding the nuances of of the um, royalties and things of that nature. I think that that's really intricate, and I think if if people aren't protective or if they don't have a good counsel, like I feel like a lot of designers get um, uh, almost burnt out too quick, if that makes sense. And and I think that that's kind of unfortunate. And hopefully, you know, I I know for me, I try to tell uh, younger people to really learn about the contracts, learn about the numbers that you're dealing with, the hours that you're putting in. I think all of that's a, a one big cumulative equation for sure. It's really tough too. I mean, I think I think the whole whole model of licensing designs is really tough because yeah. it's you know intellectual property mm-hmm. law is built for big companies. It's not built for little the little guy. No, and if for any independent designer who's trying to, um, you know, I've applied for patents before and the. And the process is just ridiculous. It's expensive. Yeah. It takes a long time. You have to pay lawyers, and then you don't even know if you're going to be able to license it to, to someone. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, I've I've you know 
at times thrown caution to the wind and, and didn't protect something. And just like, like most recently, I had a, a lighting design that I spent, um, you know, two years developing um, yeah. with, with a, a manufacturer, um, fab.com. I don't know if you remember them. Mm. I, I designed <laughs> this, this, it's called the corner, corner bright light. It's a, it's a uh, LED light that stands in the corner and, and um, uh, it's sort of an ambient, ambient light that faces the corner and it just lights the corner. Okay. Um, uh, you could see it on my website, but I did it with fab.com and fab folded um, so that, and the product was very popular for them, and it started getting a lot of uh, buzz online. And then the fab folded, the design came back to me, and before I could protect the design, it started getting knocked off left and right um, by uh, a handful of factories in, in China to where I'm now at the heartbreaking point where I can't even, like I've just given up on it. Damn. Damn. I can't, I can't even approach a manufacturer because they're going to see it's too late. It's, it is, it's, uh, already out there. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. yeah so it, that, that was, those kind of things are, you know, those kind of things happen all the time and, yeah. and, it, and it's heartbreaking when it happens to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I know. I know that, uh, there's some wall coverings that I know Weisendell, us here have had, uh, ideas about, producing and executing and just understanding the whole process of uh, finding a mill and then finding a little licensure um, trying to get a, a partner to print it's, it's just a whole it's a whole education within itself really and it's a whole effort and so there's a it's a understandable that there's production people and that there's assistants that actually handle that because that is a full-time full-time uh, adventure definitely. yeah yeah my best situation is where you're already working with a you know a larger company yeah. who who is because all the larger companies they they have lawyers on staff who take care of that right kind of exactly stuff. yeah and then your then your designs are um are protected mm -hmm. but if you're if you're trying to develop something on your own and then pitch it to somebody it's it can be really really tough to protect it yeah um yeah, and then uh, as far as 2021, any anything in the future? Because it will probably come out in December sometime. But uh, anything in 2021 worth noting or uh, coming out, whether through yourself individually or through Cranbrook? I mean, for me, uh, mostly right now, I'm I'm looking forward to the launch of these new products for landscape forms. Um, yeah, I'm excited so too. So it's it's actually three different products. Okay. They'll, they work together as one family, but it's it's the bus shelters, um, some more sort of prescribed um, bench seating, mm -hmm. and then this more uh, sort of sculptural sculptural beam beam system. So it's it, it's huh. it's a, it's almost three different products, but they they relate as um, as one uh, family. That. And the beam system is for structure, or is it for outdoor structure? And not to jump ahead, and you don't have to. If it's it's a uh, no. It's it's actually a seating, but it is a sculptural and um, let's. It's kind of abstract. Okay. So it's not so prescribed. Okay. So it's it's sculpture that you can sit on. <laughs> there you go. Nice, nice. 
Very cool. Um, well, yeah. And, and where can people follow you? I know you mentioned you're on Instagram and your website. If you want to uh, yeah, give Scott, those handles. Scott Clinker Design on uh, Instagram. Um, just scottclinker.com on my website. Um, Cranbrook 3D. Uh, if you Google that, you'll you'll find the, the um, school's website. But then uh, I have another archive that I've created called Cranbrook 3D Projects which is all of the, it, it's an archive of all the exhibitions that we've um, done oh, together cool. um, over, over uh, my tenure there. So it's a, it's a good, good collection of, um, and it would give you a, a good idea of the kind of work and the level of uh, quality of the work that's coming out of, yeah. the, uh, of our graduate program. Okay. All right, great. Well, uh, thank you, Scott, and I appreciate for you being open to to coming and having sure. the convo with us. And uh, yeah, it's a, it was a pleasure. Pleasure yeah. to pleasure to meet you. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Wasserman. Thanks. Thank you, Wasserman. Absolutely. Thanks, Allison. <laughs> yes, Allison, Julia. Thank you so much. So we could have our uh, between two ferns moment here. <laughs> exactly. This is kind of fern ferny. Yeah, this is pretty. Do you, Do you know much about this one here? Uh, this is uh, This is not my my student. No. Um, okay. Beautiful. And yeah, for those it's of amazing. Listening on uh, uh, our po- podcast on iTunes or Spotify, we're uh, sitting in front of a beautiful textile that which is going up the wall uh, into another digital. Looks like uh, mixed media. So uh, that's the best way to describe that, right? Digital mixed media. <laughs> that's good, <Yeah>. Scott. <laughs> but part no. textile, part <laughs> digital. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you, Scott. I appreciate it. Yeah. We'll talk thank soon. you. Thank Alrighty. you, Felix.